used to think it funny, that meme that describes your bird type as no longer a morning lark or a night owl. Now you're a chronically exhausted pigeon. Have you seen that meme? I used to think it was funny until it was accurate. And then it was just sad. So today I'm going to help you learn how to take a nap. I had to learn that and it was not something that I wanted to learn. It wasn't something that I wanted to need. I never wanted to take a nap. That was like in my mind, a sign of failure. It was a sign that I couldn't keep up, that I wasn't who I knew I was. I wasn't showing up in the world like I knew I could. I wasn't the mom that I needed to be because obviously I wasn't. If I was abandoning my kids every afternoon to take a nap, like what? It was just a sign of failure for me. What I found out was that a nap was the most beneficial thing for me. It was a gift to my family. It was a gift to me in the morning, in the afternoon, and in the evening. And I want you to have the value of a nap when you need it. Now, hopefully, your healing journey is going to take you where you don't need a nap every day anymore. In fact, this episode came up because somebody asked me how how was your fatigue? When were you the most fatigued? And I started reflecting and like, oh my goodness, I forgot it was this bad. We really do forget how bad things were. And that is one reason why I always ask my clients to write down how things are now. Because in three months, six months, a year, you're going to look back and like, oh, I forgot it was that bad. In fact, I remember one client specifically, before I switched to Hashimoto's, uh, she would always message me from the bathroom. She was almost confined to the bathroom, and we worked together for a while, and she was able to be free of the bathroom. She was able to live her life, and I checked back on her maybe a year after our coaching together, and I just reminded her of that. I'm like, do you remember when you were stuck in the bathroom all day? I was like, oh my goodness. I had totally forgotten. Like this was months and months of her life. She was confined to the bathroom and she just forgot that it was that bad. Because when we're in something, we just feel like we're always going to remember it. And then as our body heals and changes, we, we forget. And that's natural and it's okay. So write down how you are. Okay, but first, before we dive into napping, let me welcome you to the Health with Hashimoto's podcast. This is the podcast where you will discover true, simple, and sustainable tips to help you on your path to better health, which means more energy. So let me take you back several years. I have four boys. They are currently, well, when we're done with birthday season, they will be, um, they'll be even this year. So 10, 12, 14, 16. Back when they were little, when I had an infant, a toddler, we called him Mr. Destructo. Um, he was, he's always very physically active, um, very. And then I had a preschooler and an early elementary school kid who I was homeschooling. So I had all four boys at home and I was that chronically exhausted pigeon. I didn't know that I had Hashimoto's at that time, I just thought it was normal. I should be exhausted because I have a baby, a toddler, a preschooler, and an elementary school kid. Like, that's just what everybody says is normal. So I didn't even investigate that anything could be different. I just accepted it. 
And how horrible is that? I want you to know that it can be better. You do not have to accept fatigue and exhaustion. It is not normal. You should have energy, abundant energy. But I digress. So at this point in time, when I was reading stories to the kids, I knew that I could not get too comfortable because I would fall asleep while reading the story. When I could hear myself slur my speech, when the books started to get slower and slower and I started to slur, I'm like, oh goodness, this is not good. I could not stay awake in reading the books. I couldn't. As the years progressed, I looked for more and more ways to incorporate audiobooks into our school day because I could not stay awake to read the books. If I knew that I had to read a chapter to my kids, I would just not do it. We would skip that subject because I knew I couldn't stay awake for it. So I outsourced. My oldest son does the reading aloud. And honestly, it, that is something that I have kept even when I got my energy back because number one, I love that he is spending the time with the younger kids. And, you know, he's a teenager. He doesn't always spend quality bonding time. I also love that they're doing that reading together. They're all experiencing the story together. I just love that relationship building component. And honestly, I've kept the audiobooks too because they are they foster independence in my kids and they free up my time. But let's go back to the needing a nap. So I knew that I was exhausted. I was implementing, you know, band-aids, audiobooks, asking my kids to read to their, their brothers. I was doing these band-aids, but I was still exhausted when I woke up tired all day long, completely done by early evening, yet I still wasn't done with my day, so I had to push on. Somewhere in that time, I realized that I needed to take a nap. It might have happened accidentally at first. I just like laid down on my bed because, I mean, I was exhausted, didn't want to take a nap, wasn't planning on taking a nap, but ended up sleeping. I don't really remember the first time I took a nap, but what I realized in that time period was I can take a nap and it will change the day and it will help me get through and it is a gift to my family because I'll be a little bit more functional. My mind will be working a little better. My body will be working a little better. My emotions, my volatility is going to be more even keeled. So it turned into something that I learned how to do. And this is what I want you to know is it's not a failure because that is what I struggled with. I thought that if I needed to take a nap, I was, I personally was a failure. I also thought that I was failing my family because I wasn't functional, but that's not the case. The thing is the Hashimoto's or the thyroid or, you know, whatever it is was stealing, sapping my energy and I needed to replenish that. Taking care of yourself is not failing. Taking care of yourself is saying, this is the data. I'm going to take the drama out of that. I'm going to look at the data and I am going to respond appropriately. If you are completely exhausted, not functioning well, body, mind, and spirit, then it's time to do something. Sometimes a nap can be what you need. So this is what you're going to do. Number one, you're going to give yourself permission to take a nap. Number two, you're going to prepare the kids. Depending on how old your kids are, that's going to change when your nap is, and it's going to change what it looks like 
to prepare the kids. When I had an infant, a toddler, a preschooler, and like a kindergartner, well, that looked like, you know, after lunch, it was nap time for the infant and the toddler. If the toddler would sleep, he was, he was rough. Um, and do you all have kids like that? Like out of all of your kids, there's going to be one, maybe more, who is predictably unpredictable. That was my toddler at the time. Anyway, you're going to prepare the kids. They know it's nap time or they know it's time to be on your bed reading books or they know it's time to listen to an audiobook. I tried not to give screens at this time because, well, I didn't want to rely on screens as a babysitter. Maybe it's different in your family. That's okay. As long as you have prepared the kids to know that for the next 30 minutes, this is what everybody is going to be doing. Set them up with an audiobook. I love audiobooks because it really engages them. So you get the kids with an audiobook and a bunch of Legos. They have something to do with their hands and their minds are completely occupied, yet they're not zoning out. They're my favorite. And if you need some ideas for audiobooks, if you're on Facebook, join the group Read Aloud Revival. There's so many good books. Or just listen to the podcast, Read Aloud Revival. Subscribe to her lists. She has amazing lists and book recommendations for all ages, all the way from, you know, babies to teenagers. Fantastic. All right, so you're going to set your kids up for success. Now, the key here is not to say, I'm going to go take a nap. You're making it about them. You're setting the kids up for this is what you are going to do. You're not making it about you. Mom needs to go take a nap. Well, that's like, hey, kids, do whatever you want <laughs> because I'm not going to be available. No, you're setting the kids up for success. These are the books that you're going to look at. These are the Legos. These are the toys that you're going to play with during this time. You're going to stay on your bed. Maybe you have an alarm clock that turns colors. You're going to you know, set that up so they know when that 30 minutes is done. This can work for all ages. Maybe not those predictably unpredictable toddlers, but even then, you can figure out something that will work for them. One of my friends, at one point in time, she was a single mom with really young kids, and she worked overnight. She said that she would get them in their bedroom safe like everybody had something to play with and they were safe. There was nothing in that bedroom that they could hurt themselves with. The windows were secure and she would lay down in front of the door so they couldn't get out without waking her up and that's where she would sleep. That is what she had to do in order to provide safety for her kids and get the physical rest that she needed. So figure out what it is for you. So number one, you're going to give yourself permission. Number two, you're going to prepare your kids. And then number three, set a timer. I've read different opinions on napping, and most of the opinions, these experts, say that a power nap will be about 15 to 22 minutes long, maybe 25. So when I was starting to take a nap, I would set my timer for 25 minutes. And that would give me enough time to set my phone away from me, to turn on some white noise, which is the next step, and to lay down. What I discovered is if I did not set a timer, occasionally I was so tired that I would wake up right at the end of that power nap and then I would go back to sleep. 
and then I was doomed. <laughs> like if I thought I was tired before, that was nothing like trying to wake me up out of a dead sleep if I slept too long in a power nap. If I slept more than 30 minutes, I would get into that deep sleep and it was horrible. I would wake up feeling so much worse than before. But a power nap, that 17 to 22-ish minutes, I would wake up feeling refreshed. I would wake up feeling like I could think again, like I had mental energy and focus. A power nap is just different. It's it, it's short on purpose. So you're going to give yourself permission. You're going to prepare the kids. You're going to set a timer and you're going to turn on some white noise if you need it. I needed that white noise to block out the other stuff. And then you want to get comfortable, but not too comfortable. Again, I learned that if I got too comfortable, like if I slid under my blankets and got comfortable on my pillow, I would almost always extend my nap and negate the effects. But if I just plopped right down, like stood at the foot of my bed and plopped down on the bed, face down, obviously I would turn my head so I wasn't like suffocating myself, but if I was face down on top of the covers, I could take a power nap much better than if I got too comfortable. So figure out what works for you. And then practice progressive muscle relaxation. Now the point of a power nap, of a nap in the middle of the day, is to refresh yourself, body, mind, and spirit. If you are stressing out about something and if it's playing on a loop in your mind, whether it's something that happened in the day or something on social media or something in the news, figure out how to turn that off. Maybe for you, instead of white noise, you need one of those relaxing tracks on your phone. There are so many different apps that you can use that guide you through progressive muscle relaxation. That soft, soothing voice bringing you back to what you're doing instead of thinking and looping those thoughts over and over. But work on the progressive muscle relaxation because even if you don't fall asleep, that total time of relaxation is going to, it's going to revitalize you physically. It's going to help you relax and regenerate. So you're going to wake up or you're going to, you know, finish your nap. Even if you don't sleep, you're going to finish with more energy. But if you are as exhausted as I was, you're probably going to find that you fall asleep. And that's why you need that alarm that you set back at the beginning. So then comes the next step and the final step is to get up. You have to get up. If you don't get up and if you fall back asleep, then it's, I don't know, you're going to, like I said, you're going to negate the effects of this power nap and you don't want that. You want to be able to take this nap so that you are able to function better body, mind, spirit. Your relationships are going to be better when you are more rested in your body and in your mind, when your emotions are more stable because you're not struggling to get through to the next minute. And I want you to know that there is hope. I had forgotten that I was like this. I remember back when I was laying on my bed and when I laid down, one of the kids was telling me something. They were like, I can remember where I was on the bed. And I think I remember which kid it was. And I don't remember if he was reading something to me or showing me something, telling me something about it. I'm like, I'm going to listen with my eyes closed. And I remember that shortly after he was starting to tell me something, another brother came in and was listening or looking at whatever, you know, the first kid was trying to show me. 
And then I remember waking up and there was nobody there. I have no idea when they left. I don't know when I fell asleep. I don't know how much I listened to, but I do know with 100% certainty that I fell asleep on my kids while they were trying to communicate with me. And I didn't even know that they left. I was that exhausted. And maybe that is for you too. But there is hope. This does not have to be your permanent way of life. There is hope. In Western medicine, the doctors and the information seems to make Hashimoto's like a life sentence. Like, oh, we're just going to check your TSH and we're going to adjust your medications, but it just is what it is. They don't tell you that there's hope. They don't tell you that you can reverse this course. They don't tell you that your antibodies can go back down. They don't tell you that things can get better and here is how. And so that's why I started this podcast, because I want you to know that there is hope. You can have more energy, but until then, until you find yourself to that point where you're like, oh, I don't need a nap anymore. That's cool. And keep going on with your day. Until you're to that point, I want you to know that it is okay to take a nap. You're taking care of yourself. And in taking care of yourself, you're taking care of all of those around you. I will see you next week on the Health with Hashimoto's podcast. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Please be sure to discuss any concerns and plans with your trusted healthcare professional. 